doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trains and out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Week five's almost in the book since we are recording during Tuesday night fall. <laughs> yes, that means the Bills and Titans finally got to play their game. Thank goodness there was a lot of Ugh. us with some players in that game. Josh Allen, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Stephon Diggs, Devin Singletary, John o. Smith. There was just so many to Yeah. <sighs> We can breathe easy now. It is being played. <laughs> We're getting points from our players. Who else did we get points from this week? Well, if Ooh. you were lucky enough, we'll start right off the bat with the worst one of the week for me. If you had chased Claypool anywhere and played him, oh holy crap, we got torched. Those Eagles just got absolutely <laughs> torched by Chase Claypool. I had Eric Ebron in a bunch of DFS lineups. He did okay because the Eagles had been fairly bad against the tight end. But the games they were okay against the tight end, they got burned by slot receivers. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? Chase Claypool just kind of did whatever the heck he pleased. Uh, What do you think about Chase Claypool going forward, Tom? Well, I know that you got Deontay Johnson, um, and he should be back soon, if not next week. Uh, Just a little back tweak, I think, if, if I'm remembering right. But I know he's gonna he's gonna have some kind of role into onto this team as well. But I think Claypool is showing something to where I I have to I have to go after somebody like that if he's available because he probably is. I would say on most uh, in most leagues waiver wires. Um, so yeah, I would go after somebody like that. And I if, as far as Fab goes, I'd probably spend depending on what you have left at this point. You might have went crazy already right. about the guys you wanted. But if you have a decent amount left, I wouldn't mind going after him, especially in a dynasty league. If he, for some reason, well, if he's not in any already league. on a lineup in a dynasty league, somebody's doing something yes. wrong. So, but wait, wait, is. wait! Breaking news: Did I really just read that? I swiped it away, and I thought it was something um, not important. But I gotta go and okay. find this. Yes, um, the New York Jets released Le'Veon Bell. Oh my gosh! Um, like it matters. Breaking news, um, <laughs> what is going on? Um, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I heard they were rumored to be trying to trade him, but yeah. to just up and release him, that was a little bit of a shocker to me. I, I know he hasn't been great, but still, that's that's weird. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter at this. No, point, it doesn't for the Jets. If we still have Adam Gase as the head coach. We're going to lose the rest of our games, or at least darn close to it. <laughs> and at this point, we might as well just do that. And we're zero and five. We're zero and five. I mean, just just get the number one pick, regardless of if it's a a quarterback or whatever it is. I honestly rather be a wide receiver. If there's something out there this year that we well, can really somebody will take that number one pick off your hands for multiple. Oh, picks for sure, we can trade here. back and get a wide receiver. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just kind of. I just want to see what Sam Donald has to do without Aaron Gase, and it's just pretty sad. I mean, you obviously saw it with Joe Flacco. Right. Nothing better there. Nope. It was just as bad. So, anyway, Le'Veon Bell's gone. 
So be it. Okay. We didn't really uh, play him that much anyway. <laughs> uh, quickly back to the Eagles game. Uh, two uh, surprises somewhat. And I know a lot of people oh, yeah. were thinking Miles Sanders was not going to have a good day against mm-hmm. that Pittsburgh defense. But he had two touchdowns and that beautiful 74-yard scamper for his first touchdown of that game. That was I couldn't believe my eyes. I didn't think there would be any chance that we would rip off a long run like that against the Steelers, but Miles Sanders looked amazing. Uh, he didn't yep. do a whole lot with the rest of his carries, but it didn't matter <laughs> fantasy-wise. You got enough he, points out of him. Did he have like 80 yards? Yes, 80 <laughs> yards. So he had 10 carries for six yards after that 74-yard <laughs> run. Uh, and, of course, the other surprise, which uh, Tom helped me Dude. a little bit. I don't think it really mattered in the end, but – I did pick no. up Travis Fulgham in a very deep league. He was still out there. And I was like, fine, at least I get to root for him. And what a day Travis Fulgham had. Ten yeah. catches, 152 yards, and a touchdown. And he looked good. It wasn't like just a bunch of garbage time targets and he was mm-hmm. completely being left alone. He made some nice catches and Wentz made some nice throws to him. It looked like, hey, they're already building a rapport with one another. And this is what it feels like when you have an actual wide receiver with Carson yeah. Wentz. Now, see, here's the thing. I, you are probably one of the only people that played him this week. <laughs> More than likely. And seriously. And that, that has to make you feel like, I mean, obviously you had to play him. You didn't have any, you had a <laughs> very had no choice roster. Yeah. But it, it makes you feel a little cool, like that you, you're doing something nobody else did, and it worked big time. 33 points in the flag league, that's, that's usually amazing. enough to get you over the hump now. Yeah, I don't well. Think you're, still, you're not going to win the game. No, but. no. Uh, my team was absolutely <laughs> ravaged this week with uh, people on uh, by and the game that got canceled and some injuries and – yeah, I already knew that team was going to be. But moving forward, we don't have to talk about that too much longer. <laughs> um, let's quickly go to the Thursday night game from last week because uh, who to thunk it? Nick Foles beats Tom Brady again. It was <laughs> it was fairly ugly all the way around. The only yeah. thing I really want to say about that game is Tom Brady thought he had an extra down and he did not. Mm-hmm. It was. Yep. Fairly funny to see him. Oh, what four, four, four? What? 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 It's fourth down. No, Tom. It's not fourth down. He was out of it. <laughs> he, he was, was out, out of it. Of it. <laughs> um, not much really from that game. Uh, Gronkowski had his best game of the season: three catches for fifty-two yards. Wow. I don't know if that matters any. Um, no. And we'll get into uh, some stats later on in the show. We've got some target shares by position and by teams, and we're gonna. Uh, talk about some of the surprises that I can see and maybe some teams to stay away from uh, when it comes to your DFS lineups here pretty soon. Um, But Bears were just (laughs) an average team that kind of put it together, and Jimmy Graham is being useful. It's just, it's, it's, it's insane. Every Thursday night game is always something to where it's like, oh, man, why did I have to watch this? Right. Or why did I even care about this game? I mean, Two weeks ago, it was the Jets and the Broncos. Who's watching that game besides a Jets or a Broncos fan? Even, even some of them that, probably didn't, it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even want to watch that game, no. like, but I still did. I was like, if we win this game, then maybe we could turn it around. But no, I've, I'm, that's just the optimism, opt- optimism in my Jets character yeah. that has always been there, and it's obviously pointless because you know the Jets are just terrible. Yeah. But it, it seems like every Thursday night game is just garbage. So when it comes to fantasy football – 
if my, one of my guys is on Thursday night, I'm, I'm dreading it. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, sitting there thinking, okay, well, I have to play them, but man, if I had another option, maybe I'm going somewhere else because I can't stand Thursday night anymore. It's yeah. pretty terrible. Yep. I've been advocating for a couple of years. Like we don't need Thursday night, like maybe Saturday night, give me a Saturday night game once <laughs> a week. And I'd, be more op to doing that because I'm already looking forward to Sunday. I get a little, right. you know, yeah. sprinkled mm-hmm. in there before the big day. But Thursday night, just and if nobody works. Well, most most people don't work on Sundays, right. so it's like, well, do Saturday night. That's fine because then I don't have to go to go to work tired after yes. I watch the entire game of a football game. Amen. That's to that. not fantasy related, <laughs> but let's just let's move on. But I'm just saying, there's no point. There's no point if you got somebody you're thinking about. Should I play them this week or should I not? Don't because it's Thursday night. It's Thursday night. Uh, let's move on to those Jets you were talking about. They played the yeah. Cardinals. It was an obvious stinker of a game. Cardinals yeah. destroyed them, but they really didn't. The, like the stats were very weird. DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins, he waited until like the second half and then just kind of like <laughs> yeah. blew up. I'm like, oh, there he is. So, you know, Kyler Murray was all right. He got a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. Kenyon Drake had an okay game, and we'll get into some stats later about um, the Cardinals' target shares that may be a little eye-opening. Then we've got Baltimore at Cincinnati, who I believe I read something that the Bengals kicked a field goal at the end of the game for the sole reason of not getting shut out. And I don't understand, I mean, okay, but what does it really do for your team? Like, it was a devastating, just horrible loss. So why not at least try and get in the end zone, in my opinion? But You just don't want to get shut out. I mean, if you get shut out, it's way worse. I mean, that team goes into the locker room and just says, all right, well, we're pretty terrible. I mean, we can't even score a point. But if you get three, get three. Right, well, you know, we we got we got something, <sighs> you know. I don't know. Getting shut out is just a, it's painful. And you did all that work for nothing. Yeah, come on. I apologize to all Tyler Boyd owners. This is the first week Ooh. I put him in any DFS lineups, Ooh. and he wasn't very good. But AJ Green. I would not be surprised if he were let go during the show tonight, just like Le'Veon Bell was, because AJ Green has been absolutely terrible he only had one target no catches this last game and he has done absolutely nothing all season nothing he had a bunch of targets the first couple of weeks and ever since then they're like you know what i'm not even gonna throw to this guy because he can't catch it now something's going on there that's why like i said last week it's time to just retire his number and be done with him (laughs) there's no reason i'm I'm just gonna flat out drop him in the one league and it's gonna be weird because people are gonna see aj green saying Waiver uh, wire. Wait a second. Wait, maybe. Wait a uh, second. I don't know. No, he's still he's still garbage. He's garbage. There's maybe. no reason to even have him on your team nah. right now. You get somebody else can give you something. Right. As far as the Ravens go, we finally got a good game out of Marquise Brown. I was happy about that. I put him in some spots. Uh, Mark Ingram was kind of okay, but just didn't get in the end zone to make his yeah. day very good. Lamar Jackson was okay. Um, nothing special. He only had two carries this game. Again, they didn't need him to do anything extra special, but he was mm-hmm. very lackluster passing the ball, barely above 50% completion. So hopefully that yeah. does not continue I, for him. I'm starting to wonder something. Mm. Mark Ingram's doing just fine. It's not nothing huge there, nothing small, but it's mm-hmm. just fine. J.K. Dobbins, they don't use him enough. 
No, they really don't. I thought for sure. I thought for sure they'd start put him in, in put him in, and put him in, put him in. Especially this week. He, what's that? Especially this week against a terrible yeah, I mean, Bengals team, and they were up. Yeah, he threw receptions, but he only had thirty-four rushing yards, and he they only gave it to him a few times. They gave like, it to him once is, on the ground, and he got thirty-four yards. He got thirty-four yards on the, his only carry. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> the, the guy he's he deserves to get more touches. Flat out. I mean, I don't understand why they're not using him the way they should. Yep, it makes no Mark sense. Mark Ingram's fine, but if I if if I'm thinking about it, if Dobbins is available, in say you have somebody like AJ Green and you just don't see anything else out there, and just pick up Dobbins because at some point they're going to realize it and they're going to start shifting it to Dobbins, getting more touches and more touches and more touches. You might have something later on that can yeah. push you through into the playoffs. All right, let's go to Houston and Jacksonville, where finally the Houston Texans won a game. They looked okay. Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks had a coming out party. Will Fuller did his what he doesn't have a normal way he scores points anymore. You know, the first <laughs> couple of games he was getting a bunch of targets and got a bunch of catches for a decent amount of yards. This week he only had four catches but got a touchdown. Randall Cobb was in the mix. Uh, like I said, Brandon yeah. Cooks, 8 for 161 and a touchdown. He looked amazing. The week yeah. that Bill O'Brien left, finally mm-hmm. the offense started clicking. Yes, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson threw a couple of picks, but David Johnson did good. Deshaun Watson did good. Like It looked like the Houston Texans finally found a rhythm. Who knows if it'll keep going. There's a lot of times when a team fires a coach midseason that they have a nice game immediately after right. because everybody's right, right, right. pumped up and ooh this is new and we're gonna feel good about ourselves and well they may come back and down then they to realize us, what the record is <laughs> right and then they're like oh no we're still bad exactly. we still can't make the playoffs unless we play perfect football and that's not possible correct so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the Jags go, there really wasn't much going around. I mean, James Robinson barely got his 10 PPR points. LaVisca Chenault was okay. He was decent. He was a decent. Funny how, it's funny how DJ Chark had such a good game last week, and mm-hmm. then this week it's just garbage. Three uh, receptions for 16 yards. I'm not sure. He might have tweaked something in that game. Let me look that up really uh, quick. Uh, I am not seeing much. Oh, yeah, it says departs with ankle injury here. Yeah, there was something. I don't think it was anything major, okay. but it was just enough to keep him out for the rest of it that game. It was in game, the fourth so. quarter, so okay. at that point, he still right. didn't have anything. That's right. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. He had 30-some points last week, and then this week, four, yeah. four or five points. And then we can move along to the shocker of the week, at least for most people. The Las Vegas Raiders take down the Kansas City Sheeps. They knew they had to score a bunch of points. They put up 40, still gave up 32. So if you had guys in uh, daily fantasy with these two teams, you were having a ball. (laughs) Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar combined for four catches but two touchdowns. Darren Waller got five catches and a touchdown. And Josh Jacobs had two touchdowns on the ground. So no matter where you went in that game, you were looking good, except for Hunter Renfro. Except for Hunter Renfro, <laughs> the one guy. The one guy. Come on, man. Yes, sir. He I needed mean, that. It, it, he had one catch for 42 yards. I was like, oh, finally, they're going for him. And then that was that was it. I'm like, man, that was just a tease. But, of course, the Chiefs were pretty darn good. Tyreek Hill had a good day. Three for 78 plus a rushing touchdown. 
Mahomes did his thing. Uh, CEH was, again, he got 10 PBR points, but that was about yep. it. So you're getting enough where you can't take him out of the lineup, but you're still kind of regretting taking him in the first Nowhere round. Nowhere <laughs> close to where you were drafting him. Some people, the top five, like, the come on, that's not even close. He's getting you an average of 17 points per game. And then, but that's not even the average because, well, it is, but if you think about the week one, 23 and a half points and week three, 21.4, everything else is under 15. Yep. So it's really not giving you what you wanted when you're drafting somebody in the top five. All right. Let's go to the feel good. Well, almost feel good. It started off as a feel good story. With Alex Smith getting back on the football field, it was so nice to see him out there. Uh, it almost brought a tear to your eye to see his yeah. wife and kids in the stands. And, of course, there's hardly anybody else there, and they're rooting for him. They got their Alex yep. Smith shirts on. And I was like, oh, it's it's so awesome to see him back. And then he just proceeded to get murdered by the Rams defensive line. And I was like, oh, my God, please stay alive. Please stay alive, Alex Smith, because it, it was bad. Don't get your leg snapped in half. They oh, had how many sacks? Eight, I think you said earlier. Eight sacks yeah, for the Rams. Aaron crazy. Donald had four of them. He could not be stopped. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing IDP and you got Aaron Donald, you know you're getting decent points usually, but today was a good one. Good one for you. Uh, we had Cam Akers return to the field, and he did fine. He had no targets, but he averaged 6.8 yards per carry on nine carries, which is good. Daryl Henderson got a touchdown. That was about as good as he got. Uh, he had a touchdown on the ground and in the air, so... It was a good day for him. Uh, after that, Cooper Cup was yeah, 11 fantasy PPR points. Robert Woods did fine. But, man, the Washington football team was uh, not good. The only touchdown was scored by the original starting quarterback, Kyle <laughs> Allen, and that yep. was it. So, hopefully, um, obviously, somebody was going to be playing Terry McLaurin and we're a little disappointed this week, so sorry about that. Maybe moving forward, if Alex Smith is going to stay the starting quarterback, they kind of get their act together. And I think uh, they already said that he won't be. I, I had week. a feeling, um, mm -hmm. but you know, we'll root for him to get back on the field. Just not might might not be right away. Yeah, just a bit. Maybe maybe when you do have him back on the field, maybe get some kind of game plan for him and not. For <laughs> and not for the other guy. Oh, my goodness. Because like, that was just not good. You can't put him in that situation ever again. All right. Let's uh, go to the Panthers and Falcons. Falcons have now fired their head coach because they're 0-5, and they looked absolutely horrific again, except for mm -hmm. Todd Gurley, who averaged 8.6 yes. yards per carry, had four catches. It looked like the Todd Gurley of old. That did look good. So that makes me think that they're not that something's going to change. My coach is gone. I it just I don't know. I almost willing to trade him away and I do have him in the flag league, but at this point I have to get something good in return and I don't know who's going to do that with Todd yeah. Gurley. Um but the Panthers, they have now won 3 games in a row without Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Mike Davis is just rolling along. If y'all remember last year, he was one of my man crushes, and I yeah. thought he was going to be able to uh, lead the way even with a crowded backfield. And for some reason, 
They just discarded him. He ended up in Carolina late at the end of last year, but of course you don't get on the field if, Chris, if Christian McCaffrey yep. is available to you, but now he's not, and he looks amazing. He's averaging like yeah. five yards a carry or more. He's getting catches. He had nine catches this week and a touchdown. Like, <laughs> Mike Davis is just a, a, a savior. What's going to happen when Christian McCaffrey comes back? I think what is going to happen is they're going to sit there and say, McCaffrey, are you 100%? Oh, I still kind of feel it a little bit. <laughs> Never mind, sit down. We're, we're, going, we're going with Mike Davis. Once you're back, Mike Davis is nobody. <laughs> Maybe. But right now we're riding with Mike Davis. <laughs> yep, that very well could be. But Teddy Bridgewater has been pretty silently a it's, very solid quarterback this year. Yeah. It's nothing yep. like eye-popping, but he is doing enough to do both fantasy and his team well. And keep an eye on yeah. him. Um, I think He's next averaging week. 24 points per game, which for a quarterback position, that's pretty good. That's, I mean, that's, that is not that is know, absolutely fine. Not if, getting the 40 points. Yeah. Like you're getting out of Russell Wilson or you're getting out of, of uh, some of those guys. But 24, that's, that's solid. That that's is solid. solid enough. And he's now starting to be able to uh, keep, Two wide receivers, fantasy relevant. DJ Moore finally had a good game, and Robbie Anderson had 13 targets again, eight catches for 112 yards. Robbie really Anderson is a, a wide receiver one at this point, is he not? Oh, he is. He's he's got to be one of the one of the best wide receivers in the league right now, as far as fantasy goes. I mean, let's see. He has an average. Uh, I guess his average isn't super, super high, but it's almost 19 points. Okay, but that's on average. So every single week, you're getting 19 points out of him. He is. He is. Yeah, I'd say wide receiver one at this point. I mean, that's pretty hard. If you're getting 20 points every single week out of a a, a guy you weren't expecting, yeah, you're absolutely playing him <laughs> every single week. Hundred so percent. He's. Let me see how many catches he had this last week. It was. He, he had was eight catches this last week. Hey, okay. Who's who had a lot? Oh, it was just last night. We'll talk. We'll talk about that later too. Yeah. Uh, let's yep. move on to a game that uh, when I got to work, uh, one of my coworkers who likes to talk football, you know, he started talking about some of the games. He's like, mm -hmm. man, what about that Miami Dolphins game against the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> and uh, Tom will know what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say I wasn't shocked. Yes, it nope. was an upset of sorts, but neither one of us were shocked by this outcome. We told you all no. before the season started no. that, and I know there's injuries, but the San Francisco 49ers were not going to be as good as they were last year. Right. And when Ryan Fitzpatrick gets rolling and he's having fun, holy balls, is he going to just keep on going 350 yards, three mm -hmm. touchdowns, and another 16 yards on the ground, um, we have to use them in a league that we super flex in. We didn't even have uh, Aaron Rodgers this week, so our two quarterbacks were Ryan Fitzpatrick and Joe Flacco, and we were creaming the other team. That's all I have to say about that. But <laughs> We're doing good with Joe Flacco. That means Fitzpatrick's doing really good. That's right. Well, see, here's the thing with the Dolphins. I said this last week. They are actually a good team. They're just losing games, barely losing. And they played a really solid, solid game against the Seahawks. Right. And they just destroyed the 49ers. Destroyed. So, destroyed them. I wasn't expecting them to kill them like that. That was that was a little bit of a shock. And this was I with thought, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. I thought they win back. this game for sure. I thought, I thought they might even win the game. I thought, I was like, oh, they'll probably win this game. But 
I did not expect them to, to go out there and just absolutely annihilate them. Nope. And they did. That was it was very eye opening. I think people are gonna start looking at the Dolphins now thinking, you know what, if they put everything together that, they could almost make a run for this division if the Bills start to falter. And as we speak, <laughs> what's the score of the Bills and Titans game? It is right now 28 to 10, Tennessee over Buffalo. Uh, we all so, need some um, good vibes towards Derrick Henry. I need a few more points out of him to boy. get a win in our big league this year. But. Uh, Josh Allen's going to have to do some uh, major fourth-quarter magic if they're mm-hmm. going to come back and win this game. But back to the Dolphins real quick. Miles Gaskin is an yes. amazing pickup from the free agent wire from eh, maybe two weeks ago or so. He finally got on yep. the radar, and people started picking him up. He had five catches. He had 57 yards on the ground and, and put one in the end zone, and that is more than enough for a guy that you picked up off the waiver wire, especially if you were a uh, Saquon Barkley owner or mm-hmm. a Christian McCaffrey owner and you couldn't get Mike Davis, this guy has been filling yep. in quite admirably. Preston Williams showed up. Mike Gesicki had a great game. Devontae Parker got in the end zone. And <laughs> then it was just kind of a, well, we're just going to run out the clock because we already have this game in the bag and yeah. the 49ers couldn't do anything about it. Didn't really matter uh, who got the touchdown. Oh, the guy you played, you told me, I guess I'll have to stick Kendrick Bourne in the lineup. And guess what? Out. They got two for 30 in a touchdown, which is very <laughs> much. the touchdown. Yes, That's that all is all you wanted. <laughs> all right, let's move along to Cleveland and Indianapolis, where Cleveland, the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns are right now yep. four and one. That is not something I thought I would hear this year, but there's plenty of time for them to go Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns all over again. <laughs> and this is without Nick Chubb. Uh, Baker True. Mayfield did okay. Two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Kareem Hunt did okay. He got a receiving touchdown. Dernis Johnson, eh, sorry, yeah. everybody who put him in the lineup. He yeah. didn't do much of anything for you. Yeah. And not sure uh, that's going to work out that way. It looked I, like it's all hunt. Yes. And I've got some interesting uh, target shares for the Browns when we get to that in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Indianapolis Colts were just not good. Even though they only lost by nine, Phillip Rivers was awful. Jonathan Taylor did just enough to be fantasy relevant. T.Y. Hilton had uh, probably his best game of the season, which is only six catches for 69 yards. And the next highest targeted person of the Indianapolis Colts was Trey Burton. And when that happens, you're probably not going to have a good day. (laughs) But it's good for me, though. I need need another tight end in the flag league (laughs) to give me something for the bye week when Mark Andrews is on bye. Yeah, Mark Andrews has been great, but he is not going to give you Mark Andrews numbers. No way, no how. (laughs) Now we move on to the... Worst game of the week for a lot of people, fantasy-wise and just football-wise and people-wise, because I was saying before the season, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but everything that Dak Prescott had been doing, everything that he has gone (sighs) through with his family members, and now Dak Prescott, after an amazing fantasy football start this year, not so much the Cowboys in general, but that was one of the worst injuries that you could have yeah it, it yeah. was 
it was bad. Um, if we were doing videos, I wouldn't show the video because I only made it till <laughs> I know what's going to happen. And I looked away and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. that's bad. Uh, I think I've heard six to eight months that he was going to be out for. That is horrible. I mean, he's guaranteed all his money this year because he was mm -hmm. playing on the franchise tag, but this just goes to show you that it, the franchise People tag needs to go it. away. There just needs to be contracts. You sign them, you're good. You don't yeah. sign. You can't just string a guy along. I I hate the way that they have strung Dak along. Yes, they did offer him a pretty lucrative deal, but after the Mahomes and Deshaun Watson deals, you think okay, Dak did the right thing. He's probably going to get a little bit more money for his future, his you know family's future, whatever. And unfortunately, we've got a broken. What ankle, leg, whatever it was, uh, it was it's not good. It's, it was it's, not good. It's like snapped. It so it's bad. I just thought it was kind of weird that the day Alex Smith gets back on the field, <laughs> we get another one of these things. Yes, where it's just completely rubberized leg because it's not even connected anymore. I just, I just thought it was really strange and kind of spooky, you know. Trying. Halloween's I, getting close. It was a getting little close. weird. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Well, 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 sleeper Chris, I appreciate that host. Yeah. How are you doing? Did your fantasy week go as planned or did it go down the tubes? Because <laughs> there was definitely both in my part. Some leagues were mm -hmm. really good. Oh, good. You know, the guys we had to play for bye weeks were great. And some were just absolutely horrible. And mm -hmm. speaking of horrible, let's talk about the rest of that Cowboys and Giants game because even though it was 37 to 34, there was like not a lot of great scoring going on fantasy wise. I think there was a couple of defensive touchdowns. Zeke did fine, but I put a lot of guys. There was a couple of DFS lineups. I was like, oh, this is going to be a high scoring game. Both defenses are trash. <laughs> Dak's been on a roll. Daniel Jones is finally getting a crap defense to go against Darius Slayton did really well so I was happy to have him in lineups and Devonta Freeman did well but Daniel Jones actually didn't do well and he, he had a lost fumble and how many fumbles has he had on the season so far he's been fumbling like crazy I feel like only uh 222 passing yards he didn't throw an interception um but he had a uh a negative seven rushing yards which I I don't is that like a sack that's something um, I don't understand. I think it has something to do with that, but it could have been like a design QB run. I don't know how they score those okay. anymore, but because he but, does have some design runs in that offense. Right. But at the end of the day, he only had 11 points out of your quarterback. So if you started him in DFS, you did not get anywhere close no. to what you wanted. Not even nope. close. And he, he was cheap, so it's like you're expecting, it, yes. All right, I'll just get something out of him, and that should be good enough. Yep. But 11 points, not not going to cut it. Not good enough. That was well, just horrible. Horrible. On the other side, Andy Dalton actually didn't look too bad. <laughs> he, this is probably the best offense he has ever had around him in his entire career. So if I mean, Andy Dalton has was really good. If he has anything left in the tank, the yeah. Cowboys still have a great shot to win this division. <laughs> the, win the division, yes. Anything after that? Would, I don't think so. Would it be <laughs> just, I don't know how I would feel 
if this were Andy Dalton's first playoff win, if he <laughs> finally gets there and gets a win, I don't know how I would feel about it. This this season, if the Cowboys did something spectacular, this would be just like the Eagles when Wentz gets hurt and Nick yeah. Foles comes in and, it, and Andy Dalton will be the savior and then Dak comes back and they just never put it all together again. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a while for Dak, so yes. Dalton's going to have plenty of time to of get course. that right. Uh, but again, Zeke was amazing. C.D. Lamb was the biggest target getter, and that could be if Andy Dalton is running with the twos, threes, whatever you want to call it, and C.D. Lamb is obviously the number three technical receiver on this team right now. Maybe he's already yeah. kind of built a little rapport with Andy Dalton, not that C.D. Lamb wasn't doing good before because he's been getting targeted right, fairly well right. from uh, Dak Prescott. But Cowboys do pull out the win. It was close. There was some field goal tries at the end, and they pulled it out. So um, <laughs> they are now a half game up on the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. And this is not right, man. This is definitely the NFC least yet again. <laughs> and uh, if the Giants would have won that game, it's it would have still been terrible. It yes. would have been worse. Then that means the Eagles would have been in the lead with one win. Yes. What? That would have but, been really but stupid. The Cowboys won. A couple Cowboys. more games left, and then we're going to get to some target shares and what Ooh. it means for your fantasy guys. The Sunday night game was the Vikings and the Seahawks. Seahawks move to 5-0 and after a last-second DK Metcalf touchdown. Uh, DK Metcalf is just a beast. He is an absolute is beast. Amazing. Oh, he's a terrible route runner. He's not going to be good in the NFL. Uh, this yeah, is the it, only guy that has had like 90 plus yards in every game this year. Right. I'll say this. I, I really like route running, but it means nothing when you're a beast. Yes. When yeah. you are that big and that fast and can jump that high, your route running doesn't have to be good. You can catch everything. Yeah. If it's thrown behind you, it don't matter. You can still catch it. I mean, the guy is just amazing on the deep ball. Russell throws it up there, and he gets it. Yep. I mean, he he reminds me of guys like Megatron. Yes. It really does. And it's like, this guy is going to be the next Megatron. And I absolutely And the Eagles think- passed him up for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. <laughs> I remember being in the movie theater to go see Endgame uh-huh. with Asa. And the mm-hmm. Seahawks kept trading back and trading back. And then it was the Eagles' turn. I was like, DK's still available. Well, mm-hmm. This is it. This is right here. And then we take J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And I read up a little bit about him. And he looked amazing in college. I was like, okay, whatever. He's that guy. Maybe DK's route running problems are really that bad, and it's just not going to work out. And then Didn't work the, out e- for you. the Seahawks kept trading back. kept tra- And they still ended up with DK Metcalf and Asa was just amazed <laughs> and super <laughs> Pumped before the movie even starts. And uh-huh. here we go. DK Metcalf, probably one of the best we wide receivers. Knew. I mean, everybody that looks at him knew right. that that guy was going to be a freak yes, in the NFL is. because he was he's just massive. Massive. You've just seen the pictures. <laughs> the pictures alone will tell yeah. you how, how amazingly talented this guy is going to be. i got to see if there's a picture 
of him side by side with Derrick Henry because we've seen the pictures of Derrick Henry next to Deion Lewis and it's like a, a giant and a dwarf and then yeah. you've seen pictures of DK Metcalf next to you know guys on the Seahawks and he just mm-hmm. you know makes him look tiny. I want to see those two next to each other and see what uh, <laughs> see what that looks like. Uh, but for the Vikings, uh, Delvin Cook a uh, little banged up. Uh, not sure what his status is going to be for the next week, but. If you did the right thing and got Alexander Madison on your bench mm-hmm. when Delvin Cook inevitably gets dinged up, mm-hmm. uh, he'll probably be fine because Alexander Madison, 20 carries for 112 yards and another three catches for 24. So he didn't get in the end zone, but if he were the main guy, he would have got into the end zone because Delvin Cook still had 17 carries before he got injured. For 65 yards and a touchdown and five catches on top of that. So just for the running backs, it was eight catches and 37 carries out of those two guys. Yep. And they couldn't now, you win know, the game. You want to know who you want to know a wide receiver who is doing better than DK Metcalf? Uh, who would that be? Adam Thielen. <sighs> DK Metcalf is the number four in some leagues. Uh, he's in the top five almost everywhere. Sure. Uh, Adam Thielen is either number one or number two mm. right now. And Hmm. He's getting a ton of looks, a ton hmm. of targets. Just say. like I don't, I don't remember who said it. Was it? Hmm. I think it was somebody, somebody, somebody a podcaster. Maybe somebody said that he was going to get a lot of targets. A lot of targets, tons of targets, and he doesn't even have to catch them all to have a good day. Thirteen <laughs> targets, nine catches, eighty yards, and two touchdowns. The touchdowns right there, obviously, this week was the big one, of course. But I mean, he is he is the target. For Kirk Cousins, when it comes down to it, that's the guy he's looking at. When it comes down to the last, like third and whatever, he's yeah. looking at Adam Thielen first every single time, and he gets open. He runs really good routes, yes. and that's another reason he's looking for him because he gets open every time. It seems like so. Adam Thielen absolutely is the guy right now for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, and you have to have a share of him this year. Yes, you have I, I have a share of him. I think I you have, have a share of him. Quite a few I think shares we all, of him. Every, what? I have quite a few shares of him. Yes. It's just like, yes, it's uh it's good. It's, it's good. good with Adam Thielen, and I'm glad we kind of dug into it a little bit. You did more than me. Yeah. Like once you yeah. dig dug into it, I dug into it, and I figured out, you know, he is gonna get a ton of targets and and therefore number one, number two wide receiver. Now let's see if it continues right. at this pace. Because this Seahawks are not a good team when it comes to defensive passing but they didn't have to pass the ball until the Seahawks came back into this game right and then Adam Thielen started showing up big time and uh, the other guy for Minnesota that had a couple of good weeks was Justin Jefferson but I'm getting now I'm not saying he is this player but remember a couple years ago we did a deep dive on Julio Jones and it was mm. one of those really good weeks and not so good weeks and really good weeks and you didn't mm-hmm. know which was coming and that is the vibe I'm getting from Justin Jefferson. He's either going to go off or he's barely going to get you anything. I know well, it's only five the, games here's in. The thing but with him. Here's the thing with Justin Jefferson. You're, you're right, but it's not consistent. Enough. He's only had one really good week. Everything else has been very mediocre, 15 points or lower. Right. The one good week he had was 32 points, but everything else has been almost not playable in fantasy football. You are so. correct. All right, one more game. We'll move to the Monday night game, Chargers and Saints. 
It was an interesting game. Justin Herbert has been in it in all of his starts, Mm. and his team Mm -hmm. just can't quite (laughs) get there. They had a chance. I believe uh, Mike Badgley missed a field goal uh, that would have won it for the Chargers, and uh, it it just didn't happen. Um, But for the Chargers, Keenan Allen, a little uh, tweaked. Uh, I don't remember what the injury was offhand. but, um, I don't think it's too serious. I don't I ha- think so. Let me so. look it up real quick. I'll look it up real quick. Look it up real quick. But in his absence, uh, a guy I had slated for my lineup had the Tuesday game not been played. Well, I could have still played him, but I really wanted Derrick Henry to be in my lineup because I yeah. <laughs> I just I hate not having Derrick Henry in my lineup. I would have had Mike Williams in there. And boy, did he have a good game. Eight mm. targets, five catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. And that would have won me the week, but it looks like I'm going to come up just short because mm. Derrick Henry just couldn't quite get it. But Josh Allen has thrown another touchdown. They are now down 16-28 to 28 with eight minutes left. It's not quite over. It's the Bills over. still have a Who chance. Who's the touchdown to? Tell me. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie and TJ Yelding are both of are his touchdowns. Digs? Stephon Diggs has 10 catches for 106 yards, so stop whining about it. I need touchdowns. <laughs> you got 20.6 points out of Stephon Diggs without a touchdown. You can't <laughs> whine at all. Devin Singletary, you can whine about. He's got one catch and only 25 yeah. yards rushing at this point. Yeah. That one I don't mind you whining about. But back to the <laughs> Chargers. Uh, apparently, Josh Kelly was not the guy. And um, Network, I know you're in here. You've been... Asking about Justin Jackson every single time the Chargers come up and Austin Eckler's not in the picture. And I feel like Justin Jackson never gets his chance. Apparently he got his chance this week and he did fairly well. Five catches for 23 yards and 71 yards on the ground. Will it be that way going forward? I don't know. Uh, Interesting, but I think he is probably the guy... Going forward, it's they're they're not making a commitment to either one of them. They're not. So it seems really kind of strange, but I think he's going to be okay. I think he's the guy I'm going to probably look for. Out of every week so far, it's this is by far his best week. 17 points. Um, Unfortunately, I think they have a bye next week, so we're not going to be able to use him there. So that that might be where somebody who's really dumb drops him, and then you just go snag him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, who is finally showing up week to week, except for the one week you needed him like three weeks ago. Emmanuel Sanders, 12 catches for 122 <laughs> yards, no touchdowns. But again, I hope you're not whining about a 24-point week without a touchdown. <laughs> Alvin Kamara he's did. Been, he's been, since week two, yes. that, that first, the first two <laughs> weeks, because even week one, it was right. only a touchdown that gave you the points. Yep. The first two weeks were so like, eh. But after that, it's been a lot better. 16.4 points week three, 16.3 week four, and then this week, 24.2 points. I am very happy with what he gave me. 12 receptions. He did fumble. So if you get negative points for fumbles, that does uh, go against you a little bit. But then he had five receiving first downs. If you're getting that in points, obviously we are in the flag league, and that's where I'm getting these stats right now. But 122 yards receiving. That is fantastic. And I, if I remember right, it wasn't great in the first half, but then they started yes. throwing to him a lot more. And I, I was just thinking, man, okay, this is a good enough game. That's all I need him to do is just give me something good. All of a sudden, I'm looking back, eight receptions. What? 
9, 10, 11, 12. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has been really good with, when, uh, uh, why I can't think of uh, Michael Thomas. When Michael Thomas has been on the field these last three weeks, it's been really good. So I'm I'm hoping <laughs> that when Michael Thomas does come back, He's... that Emmanuel Sanders doesn't lose Right. All of these targets, because you know Michael Thomas when he's back and he's fully healthy, is going to get a punch, a bunch of targets. So here's the question: Ahead yep. of Michael Thomas coming back, do you maybe yep. try and flip Emmanuel Sanders for something if you're running back needy or tight end needy? Do you do you maybe try and get maximum value out of him right now before the possible downfall of targets comes his way? It's interesting. I would have to say he's probably the most easily said tradable guy right now because of the fact that Michael Thomas is going to be coming back. I mean, at some point, Manuel Sanders isn't going to give you what you're right. getting those last three weeks, and you're going to be disappointed. You might not be super disappointed, but you're going to be disappointed enough to where you're not. I mean, it, he is a different type of receiver, though, than Michael Thomas. True. There's a little True. bit more of a. Uh, he can be that guy that goes over the middle and gets that you know quick catch, but he's also a guy that can go deep and and get the balls as well. And I don't know, it's going to be interesting to watch. But if for sure, I would try to get some value out of him right now because somebody might be thinking, "Oh man, he's been having really good weeks. I'd like to get, I'd like get something out of him." So I don't know. It's probably me, your best I'm chance on to him. if you're going to. It's probably your best chance right now. It is right now is the best chance. But we here at Fantasy Fuel have always loved Emmanuel Sanders, so it would be yep. tough to part with him. Uh, the one, not surprising, but frustrating part about the Saints game this last weekend, you got a decent game out of Kamara, but the rushing yep. touchdowns came from Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. So Latavius Murray didn't give you that extra little you know, punch if you had to flex him for whatever reason this week. And Alvin Kamara didn't give you that amazing week that he's been doing lately. He just got you a good week. And, well, mm -hmm. I guess that's basically enough. Um, and we've only got one more game that's in the books. It is still going on as we are recording. Mm -hmm. uh, the Titans have the ball with 539 left in the fourth, up by 12. So... Not impossible, but it's looking like the Bills will suffer their first defeat of the season at the hands of the Tennessee Titans. Who are the Miami the, Dolphins will win the division. Yeah, I'm not going to go. It's quite possible that far. the way they're playing. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they are completely out of it. They can beat no, the Bills. I do believe that, and I think they can beat the uh, the Patriots as well. I think they're solid enough to where they can squeak by. They're obviously going to beat the Jets both times. Yeah, well, There's no question no. there. But, yeah, the Jets might go on 16. So they're going to get a two free wins there. But so will the other two teams. So um, oh. Hopefully, just because I don't like the Patriots, the Jets will squeak one out somehow. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt our number one pick. Yeah, Because <laughs> exactly. I still want that. <laughs> All right. We are through week five. And now we are going to talk about target shares we've got some interesting yes. stats to go by uh this list uh if you're watching on twitch is sorted by targets per game for each team and no surprise at least at the moment the cowboys have 45.8 mm -hmm. targets per game they are throwing the ball a ton and i do believe we discussed something about mike mccarthy being in charge of the cowboys meaning mm -hmm. they were going to pass the ball a lot more than pass, normal pass, pass. 
Um, so we'll start it's with change, the, though. It's, uh, it's that's what change. we're going to start with the Cowboys it, right now. Uh, the almost forty six targets a game, sixty four percent of those are going towards the wide receiver. That's yes. about normal. Uh, towards the tight end, seventeen percent. So the there's going to be highs and lows for your Dalton Schultz uh, performances, yep. and only eighteen percent towards the running backs, which is probably about middle of the pack, but. A little lower if you're expecting Zeke to get more, uh, you know, dump offs, and he's going to. He is hey, going to now, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'll let you explain why. Well, here's what I'm saying. All right, I'm I'm just rounding down the numbers for the wide receivers in the tight ends percentages, and right now the wide receiver percentage uh, rate is 64 percent. I'm going to round that down to 60 and give the 4% to Zeke. And then right now the uh, percentages for the tight end is 17. I'm going to round that down to 10 <laughs> and give that 7 to Zeke. So Zeke's going to have a good 11 point, 11 percentage increase. And I absolutely believe that is going to happen. I would not be surprised if it did happen. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if maybe he Andy Dalton relied on the tight end a little bit as well. So maybe the know. tight I, end I, doesn't go down too much, but I, I I think it will be more short passes from Andy Dalton unless he's yeah. got something you know that the red rifle. I mean, he at one point <laughs> was a decent throwing quarterback, didn't have a great team around him all the time. But well, they're still going to go to the wide receivers, of course. I own I'm only knocking four percent off of the wide receivers, yeah. which I'm giving to. Ezekiel Elliott, but I just don't think we're going to hear a bunch of Dalton's throwing the Dalton type of thing. So and that's the only tight end they're going to throw to. Is of Dalton. course. Uh, next on this list is a tie uh, at 40 targets a game is Atlanta and Cincinnati. Again, pretty much the same breakdown, yep. mostly to the wide receivers, 66, 64 and a half percent tight end, 16, 15 and a half. Uh, running backs 18 for Atlanta and 20% for Cincinnati, which is a good thing. If you're a mix and owner, that's a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, more assurance that he's going to have some touches in those games. Uh, after that is Chicago, which at 39 targets a game means they're passing the ball way more than they're running the ball. And that's Mm -hmm. not what we wanted out of the (laughs) Chicago bears. Cause there's a lot of David Montgomery to go around and that would just be um, what we need. But they've been throwing the ball, and they've won. They're 4-1, yep. and one, so yep. something is working, but it doesn't look like it's working. Um, so yeah. uh, then we're going to move to the first kind of shocker of the evening. Tampa Bay has been throwing the ball 38.2 times a game. Yes. Only 46%. To the receivers, that's Mike Evans, yeah. that's Chris Godwin, that's Scotty Miller. That isn't in well. The the wide receivers have been banged up to a certain true. degree, so he's got to go somewhere else. And up until a couple weeks ago, they had three tight ends that they could throw through. So you know, Tom Brady's thinking, okay, I can I can throw to all three of the guys because none of them stood out and still not standing out. So. It's it's strange to see the twenty six percent, almost twenty seven percent for tight ends, but it, it's it's they're because they're not they're not either one of them is sticking out like oh wow Gronk's right. doing amazing or uh, anything else but OJ Howard's obviously hurt now, um, but it, it just doesn't it doesn't compute. But the forty six I would have expected that to be somewhere in the fifties. Yes, but they're also throwing twenty six percent to the running backs as well. 
right. And the running backs are Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. um, Keyshawn Vaughn. It, it's a little surprising that they're getting as many of the targets as they are, which is good if you're a Ronald Jones owner right now while Leonard Fournette isn't yeah. getting on the field yep. as much. But i just like to uh, break in here with some new news. Derrick Henry has scored another touchdown, and I've got another win in the Big Money League. <laughs> yeah. 5-0, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> I can breathe easy now. So we got our 10 points in the second half out of Derrick Henry. Thank you. Thank you, big man. All right, <laughs> let's move on. The next team on this list, Philadelphia Eagles at 37.8 targets a game. 51.32% towards the wide receivers, which is obvious because they don't have good wide receivers besides Travis Fulgham. 31% mm-hmm. target share to the tight ends, which, again, usually obvious, but it's not yes. obvious because Zach Ertz has not been doing well the last couple of games. Lots Richard Rodgers is getting better targets. Yeah, lots of targets for both of them together, and it's really not panning out. It's not, it's not working for the tight end for the – Philadelphia Eagles, I feel like they need to take a little bit of that target share and start throwing a little more to Sanders. Miles Sanders needs to get a little more targets. I would love Only to see six. that. He had four targets this last week and two catches yeah, for 19 to be more yards. Than that. Um, Zach Ertz had six targets this last week but only caught one yep. ball. That's the Not problem. Good. Something's going on with him, man. Something's Something going on. is going on with him. I want to ask Network what the problem with Zach Ertz is because he has jinxed him. From the beginning because he's the only good tight end out on the field right now because of Dallas Goddard's injury, and he still can't get the job done. So, uh, Network, mm-hmm. can you please take that voodoo off of Zach Ertz for at least a few <laughs> weeks before Zal- D- uh, Dallas Goddard comes back? I'd appreciate that. Um, and then uh, we've got Kansas City, who obviously has a nice high target percentage to the tight end, too, because of Travis Kelsey. So, nothing really to see there. Yep, yep. Jacksonville, uh, 58.92% to the wide receivers, 20 to the tight ends, 21 to the running backs. There's nothing really to see there. Um, Buffalo, 68.75%. They are the third highest percentage towards the wide receiver because Josh Allen is just slinging the ball to John Brown, Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley. Um, Isaiah McKenzie got a touchdown today. They, They are doing wonderful a fairly low percentage to the tight end. And a little surprisingly, we were hoping Devin Singletary was going to be one of those Alvin Kamara types. We knew he wasn't going to be Alvin Kamara, but we were hoping he was going to have that role where every once in a while he'd get five, six catches in a game. And it's just not happening. I'm wondering if after they lose today, uh, if they're going to end up changing up their little bit of their philosophy. We're almost throwing 70% of their stuff to wide receivers. Right. They have to look at that and say, you know what, maybe we need to have a little more more dump-off passes. I mean, Josh Allen, you're trying to make 300, 400-yard games every week. We can't can't let you do that all the time. It's not always going to work. Maybe sometimes you got to throw to Singletary. And, 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 again, the Bills weren't really handling Singletary right from the start. They were putting Zach Moss in there a lot at the beginning, and it wasn't working out with Zach Moss. And I'm just like, okay, Singletary's talented. Start using him. Right, please. They're not, they're not even using him enough in the passing game. I think they're going to have to change that if they really want to consider themselves to be one of the best teams in the NFL. And if you look, again, there's still three minutes and 42 seconds left in this game. But if you look at the targets in this game, just specifically this game, mm-hmm. 
Stephon Diggs has 16 targets on his 10 <laughs> catches. Cole Beasley has six targets. Gabriel Davis has eight targets. Yep. And then the yep. next highest one is Dawson Knox, Andre Roberts, Isaiah McKenzie. And then you've got Yeldon, Singletary, and Taiwan Jones. The three running backs have one target apiece. And they're losing I mean, by I, 19 points right now. Right. I mean, obviously, a lot of that's probably because they were losing by a lot, so they're trying to throw the that ball down the field a little more. But uh, it has to change. It has to change for the better of the team. And if you have somebody like Singletary and you're just waiting for him to do something special because he's not been that great, you have to just kind of hold on to him. You know, well, you're not getting anything in a trade. You don't want to just release the guy. So I would say something's got to change for this team to start throwing a little bit more to the running backs. Well, on the flip side of that, maybe now, because I'd like to get into some trade targets maybe next week. Um, but yeah. maybe Devin Singletary is kind of a buy low right now. And I would agree. If you think he's going to come back, if you think the Bills are going to have to change up their game plan, they're starting to get figured out. Granted, Tennessee is a good team, so maybe they already had a good game plan, but definitely uh, the running backs are not getting used as much as we would like to see them, and maybe they change that up, and Devin Singletary could have a good second half of the season. Yep. Then we move Completely along. Agree. Move along to Pittsburgh. Uh, obviously, their wide receivers are just playing lights out. It's like a different <laughs> one each week. Deontay Johnson started off the year. Juju had a couple good games. Now Chase Claypool goes absolutely berserk. James Washington's thrown in some good ones. So they're obviously targeting yeah. their wide receivers. Um, and then their running backs aren't getting targeted very much. Uh, I believe no, they're like 14%. the third lowest at fourteen point eight nine mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's not that James Conner's been horrible, but he's not getting those catches like he used to when he first came into the league and he got that starter role. So he's not exactly what you, know, you were hoping him to be. Then, this is this is bad. Uh, it's only the second lowest, but for the Carolina Panthers, 7.5% target share to the tight ends. Yeah. No Greg Olson, obviously, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of people out there that were on Ian Thomas and it's not panning out. I don't even know if he yeah. cracked our lists. He might have been nope. like a mid-to-late tight end two for me, maybe. Um, nope. But I definitely don't have any shares of him anywhere. Obviously, they have a good share uh, to the running backs. Mike Davis, Christian McCaffrey, yes. doesn't matter. They use the running backs in any way, shape, or form they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Giants, kind yeah. of uh, okay. I didn't think... It would be as high to the tight ends at 24.5% because it's not like Evan Ingram has been great, um, but it looks like they're just using all three tight ends a little bit because they have – they they just suck. I, I don't know just, what else it's to just say. Bad. It, it, when when you see a fifty three percent for their wide receivers, that's when you know the wide receivers aren't good enough. And to carry on with that, you go down the list to the San Francisco. Who do they have <laughs> at wide receiver? Debo Samuel right now. And then what else? With Kendrick Bourne, forty one percent. There you go. They're throwing to second the lowest. Forty one. It's not the lowest. Yeah, it's, it's not second the lowest. lowest. That's but why it said. is second darn lowest. close. Yep. Um, and obviously they have George Kittle, so 28% there, and of they course. use their running yep. backs. doesn't matter who's they out do. there. Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, they use their yep. running backs, rushing, receiving, everything. So nothing new from there. Um, so <sighs> targets per game for the Washington Redskins, 34.2. Mm-hmm. Same as the Red, or the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 
And again, yep, don't have wide receivers. Don't have wide receivers. Um, nope. Tight end is kind of whatever. The running backs getting twenty five percent of the shares there. Antonio yep. Gibson has been Gibson, good, yep. but their team is not good enough to stay ahead, and so yep. he doesn't get used as much. Uh, Denver Broncos. I mean, that's just without Drew Locke, we don't know what we're going to get from the Denver Broncos. Uh, Noah Again, Fant. They was, don't have the wide receivers yeah. that you want them to have either. And Noah Fant was good. Uh, until he got banged up, and they didn't play Mm -hmm. their game this week, obviously, so the numbers are a little off there. And then here's another one of uh, the target shares that I was a little surprised at. Well, not surprised, but now that I see it in front of me, I see what's going on, and I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. They're not getting Kenyon Drake involved like they were, 17% of the running backs, and I think it's been more Chase Edmonds. Uh, Yeah, but a lot more Chase Edmonds when it comes to catching the ball, yes, 100%. And that's what's frustrating for people like me who is a Kenyon Drake owner. At this point, he doesn't even look right. He no. looks slow, and I don't like that at all. He's still getting enough points. And for me, if I'm thinking I, I've already been looking at it. I'm trying to figure out a way I can dump him on another team, but it's really difficult in this league because a lot of everybody knows everything about right. this about <laughs> these guys. And if you don't know anything, you're not logging into this league because <laughs> you're just you're setting a lineup and then that's it. But it's really interesting to see that Kenyon Drake is anywhere close to where he was last year as far as receiving the ball. They're not using him the right way. So it makes you wonder if at the beginning of the season, this whole, like, uh, was it walking boot thing that he had yeah. going on? Yep. If that's actually affecting him and that we're just, we just don't know about it it's because he just possible. doesn't look, he doesn't even look right. He, he's not running up straight. If I'm watching the jets game. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're playing the Cardinals. A lot of times he's not running straight. He's running like sideways. He's trying to make something happen instead of just get what you can get. Because a lot of times I watch, even when you're watching Edmonds run the ball, he's running and then he finds a hole and goes through it. Where it seemed like Drake was running straight and then he would not really be able to find a hole and he'd try to make a hole by running outside further and further and it just never worked because he's just not seeing he's not seeing it or he doesn't have the burst to go through it when he does see it so he's trying to make something else happen he just doesn't look like himself from last year yep that is exactly it i have nothing to add uh the next two teams uh Probably sound bad, but it's very yeah. obvious when you look at it. The New Orleans Saints and Las Vegas Raiders right around the same targets per game, 33.8, 33.6. Uh, the Saints without Michael Thomas are only about 50% to wide receivers, but Alvin Kamara is getting the lion's share of the targets along with yes. Emmanuel Sanders, 33.7% mm-hmm. to the running backs. Yeah. Obviously, there's nothing to dig out of that. You just know Alvin Kamara is one of the best yep. Running backs yep. catching the ball. Meanwhile, the Las Vegas Raiders, 37% <laughs> towards the wide receivers. Ooh. And guess who's getting the lion's share there? The tight ends. <laughs> Darren Waller has a billion yeah. targets. Mm-hmm. And the running backs, Jalen Richard yep. and Josh Jacobs, are getting targets. So it's all those short dump out passes. And guess what? That's why the Patriots shut down the Raiders when they played them. They took away everything underneath. Yep. And that is yep. why... They looked that was so it. bad because the Raiders, they looked pretty darn good against the Chiefs this week. Yeah. Even though it was mm-hmm. mostly offense, you know, they still gave up 32 points. But <laughs> it, it, the proof is in the pudding right there. They when, love going to their tight end. When your tight end 
ratio is almost the same as the wide receivers. That is a really telling stat. And you know that Belichick said, hey, we got to look at this. We can't, we can't let this happen. Right. And so he took, he took it away. He and did. they destroyed him. They destroyed him. So the Raiders, I think, are a good team. I really do. I think they're actually pretty good. But if you can take away the, the dump-offs to the tight end, uh-huh. you can take away their entire offense. Even though uh, Ruggs and Aguilar did well this week, it was only on four catches. So exactly, they didn't yep. need to pass the ball a ton. They got chunks, and that's what you. Well, that's basically what the Raiders have always done. They go for that speed guy, where they, as long as they get that one good play a game, they're happy that they drafted him. And mm-hmm. there you go. That's Henry Ruggs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Miami, nothing to see there. Uh, Green Bay, yeah, fifty percent towards the wide receivers. Now, obviously, that's probably because Devontae's been in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. here is the number. Because of all you people out there, and I like the guy, <laughs> but Robert Tanyan doesn't have a ton of targets. He's they're only eighteen percent target share in Green Bay towards the tight end. So keep that in mind if mm-hmm. you're trying to get gold out of Robert Tanyan. Um, but running backs in Green Bay, Aaron Jones has been getting a ton of catches. Jamal Williams yep. has been getting yeah. a ton of catches. So yep. a, a whopping thirty-one. target share in Green Bay, which I believe is the second highest. So they are using them backs, and Aaron Jones is the man. Jamal Williams Mm -hmm. might even be a flex option for me in my Superflex Dynasty where I've had guys in and out of the lineup. So i got to keep looking at it. Uh, Moving along to the Chargers. Uh, Again, that's about what we would assume, 54.5% to wide receivers. Henry's getting enough targets, uh, 24% to tight ends and 21% of the running backs. It might go up once Austin Eckler comes back, but that might not be for yeah. a while. Yeah. So I might, if Austin Eckler is going to be out for a, an extended period of time, I'm probably going to see that number come down. Uh, like we said earlier, if Keenan Allen is banged up, Mike Williams shares go up and Hunter yes. Henry uh-huh. shares probably go yep. up. Then we go to the New York Jets. And this is just, you know, what's just sad about this? It, Crowder is the only wide receiver that they have right now that's any anywhere close to good enough to play in the NFL on right. a regular basis. <laughs> and he wasn't even playing for the entire season. He, he missed a couple of games. 70% 70. of our passes. The second 70%. highest rate has been to the wide receivers. It is, that's the highest. I don't Second, see Oh, no, uh, I'm Arizona. sorry, the, the Cardinals. Right. 70% to the wide receivers, and we got garbage. And then, of course, 16.9% to basically Chris Herndon. That's the right. only tight end that we've thrown to. And, you know, maybe I was blaming Adam Gates a little bit for not using him enough a couple weeks ago, but after watching last week, yeah. Chris Herndon is garbage. He is dropping passes that he should not be dropping, mm-hmm. and he is garbage. And I don't, I don't blame Adam Gaze for having him blocked. He's not good enough. But the biggest thing here mm-hmm. is, you know, I understand we didn't have Le'Veon for most of the for three weeks straight, but we are we have not passed the ball to the running backs basically at all. Thirteen percent. Now we don't even have Le'Veon, so you can you can expect that <laughs> to stay about thirteen percent. Because we're not going to be throwing the ball to Frank Gore and P. Ryan's not good enough. Well, so, you mean Kalen Balaj isn't a, an Alvin Kalen Balaj, get, <laughs> get out of here, man. That, that running back core is not good. 
I mean, Frank Gore is good enough to run the ball with. He's not a pass catcher. And the guys that we have at pass catching right now isn't good enough. They're not experienced. Well, Balazs has a little bit of experience, but he's at, he has experience at sucking. So <laughs> we need a little bit more out of P. Ryan to improve before we can actually um, – See a little bit. I don't have to talk about the Jets. It's not the back row Jets show. It's the <laughs> fantasy fuel. But sixty nine point seven percent throwing to the wide receivers, and we only have one that's worth anything. Yep, I that's mean, really if really it were sad. Crowder, Perriman, and Mims, you'd be yep. like, obviously, why wouldn't they try to throw of to those course. guys all the time? Yep. Just like Arizona, obviously, when you've got mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins and Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, all those guys. Yeah, why wouldn't you be going? To your wide receivers, but when it's just but this James is telling. Crowder. <laughs> this is telling. When Perryman does come back, which I expect him to come back, it's got to be soon. It's got to be. And last week he was questionable, so I, at some point he's going to be coming back. When Perryman comes back, it's worth to take a chance on this guy. They're throwing 70% of the ch- time to the wide receivers, and most of that's to Crowder. So when Perryman comes back, he's going to take a good 10% of that at least, right? You would so think. There's a chance he, he there's a chance he gets something in fantasy football when that comes back around. But he's got to be healthy, and he's got to come back. I don't know when he's coming back. I keep looking every I week. Know, oh, he's coming back in the next week or so. And then all of a sudden it's, it's the next week or so, and he's still not <laughs> back. So yeah, I'm waiting. We're waiting. Uh, we go to Detroit and Seattle. Nothing really to see there. Detroit, uh, Yeah, they like to use either. their running backs. They've got TJ Hawkinson. They've got decent wide receivers. They're kind of spreading it yeah. out. Uh, the Seahawks, 61% yeah. to the wide receivers, 18% yep. to tight end, 19% running back. So Russell Wilson does spread it around. He, he makes those amazing throws and catches with you know, Lockett and Metcalf. So it looks like the receivers are doing most of the work, but he does spread the ball around. Uh, meanwhile, now this is before the Tuesday yeah. night game. So mm-hmm. Tennessee at 58% to the wide receivers. A.J. Brown's been hurt. Jonu Smith has been getting a lot of targets. Yes, Even their other tight ends have getting targets, and uh, they don't throw to their running backs. No, Derrick Henry is not no, uh, a dual threat. Uh, <laughs> no. he, he's just fine the way he is, and we'll just mm-hmm. keep it at that. Then the Houston Texans, which this I'm not even going to look at because without Bill O'Brien and a new offense, I don't think these numbers mean yeah. anything. I'm hoping yeah. we see David Johnson more in the pass game. He got enough so. Uh, touches this last week maybe they get a little bit more confidence maybe the game plan for him so i'm not even going to read those numbers mm-hmm. meanwhile the new england patriots have 65 percent towards the wide receiver and 28 percent towards the running back and a league low 6.4 percent towards the tight end <laughs> obviously we haven't talked about anything from the tight end we no. we did in some really really deep leagues picked yeah, up Devin Asiasi just to see if maybe <laughs> something will happen because Cam Newton we know likes to throw to his tight ends when he had Greg Olson that was like his main guy I was like okay well, maybe but it's a no. different system. It's a it's just complete. The guys aren't good enough. Right. And Belichick knows it. I'm sure he just like I don't have Gronk anymore. I'm not using the tight end position. It's like the Jets way back. Well, probably what four years ago, we yeah. never used the tight end position. Nope. So I would assume that was probably the Jets. It was probably worse than that. The Jets were probably weren't somewhere around five percent them years. <laughs> right. But yeah, six point four percent. That is nowhere close. And I bet you anything. Most fantasy football fans don't even know who the tight ends are no, in the New probably England Patriots. Not. No, 
Uh, and then we got what numbers I would have assumed were correct, but just not in the way they were distributed to the players. The Indianapolis Colts at only 31 targets a game, 53% right. to the wide receivers, 21% to the tight ends, and 25% to the running backs. I would have mm-hmm. been like, yeah, exactly. But it's not been to Niam Hines after week yeah. one. That was it. He's been almost fantasy irrelevant since then. I think he might have gotten a touchdown in one of the other weeks. And I don't understand why they're not using him more. But they're still throwing to they're, the running yeah. backs. You were right. I was right. The right person. <laughs> so far, maybe something will happen. I don't know. Uh, you never know. I'm man. very sad because it looked like here we go. I I struck gold in the late rounds with Niam Hines, and then they just right. slipped the rug right out from underneath. Well, because they're targeting the, the the running backs at a, a good rate, I would still hold on to somebody like Niam Hines, and I of wouldn't course, you know yeah. try to release him. There, you're not going to be able to trade him for anything. So I'm holding on to somebody like that. And just in, just in case they start using him again, and it's in a, at a consistent rate, and that way you still have this guy later on into the into the year. Uh-huh. You got somebody who's giving you a good fifteen points every game because some that's probably all you need nine Hines to give you. But it could be a lot more than that because of the fact that Philip Rivers throws to the running backs well at a very consistent rate. Twenty five percent is probably that's that's in the top ten for sure. Yeah, it's in the top 10 for sure. Probably even better than that for as far as uh, teams throwing the running backs. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just do this since it is a final and it happened while we were still recording. The Tennessee Titans have absolutely demolished the Buffalo Bills 42-16. Wow. to 16. Ryan Tannehill throws three touchdowns, two of them to Jonu Smith, one to A.J. Brown, so A.J. Brown's first game back, seven for 82 and a touchdown, looking good. Derrick Henry, 57 yards and two touchdowns. So that gets Mm -hmm. me the win in the big money league. I like that. Meanwhile, Josh (laughs) Allen has his first stinker of the year. And he's still okay fantasy-wise, but because they were absolutely uh, crushed, Matt Barkley came in to the game and threw five passes uh, to uh, basically nobody because Diggs (laughs) didn't get any more. Gabriel Davis might have got one more. Beasley didn't get any more, and it was just over (laughs) as quickly as it started. Um, So I should probably check on my one because I was going against Jonu Smith, but I did have Ryan Tannehill. So let me see if I sneak this one out. Uh, looks like I did 225 to 210, so I can nice. breathe easy there. Oh, that's because I nice. also had Derrick Henry. I had Tannehill and Henry versus his Stefan Diggs and Jonu Smith. So there was a shootout in between those four guys, but I was luckily able to pull out the victory there. So <laughs> hooray, good job, Tennessee. Um, Bills still have a little bit of work to do to uh, be the powerhouse of the AFC East. All right, four teams left. Rams, Rams, Browns, Ravens, and Vikings all not throwing very much no. at all this year, no. uh, which is a little sad for all the shares of Cooper Cup that I have. He's been okay, <laughs> but it's just yeah. not been the Cooper Cup that we were used to. Uh, well, when they do throw the ball, they throw the ball to the wide receivers for the most part, 63.7%. Right. And then it's only 17 to the running backs, which is understandable. You don't know who is who over there anymore. And then the tight end is a, it was a respectable number at 18.49%. So it, it, they're not throwing the ball a ton, but it's really not that much different than like 
everybody in the middle. Right. Like sure. from it, it just it progressively gets worse and worse and worse as you go down the list. So I would say even from like the Saints position where they yeah. don't throw the ball too much, but they they're pretty much the same. It's only a four four targets per game type of uh, difference there. Yep. And these teams, um, well, all of them except for the Vikings, actually have decent records. So they're not needing mm-hmm. to pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Their running game is doing right. well. And I'm talking about Cleveland, Baltimore, and Minnesota. Cleveland yep. is actually throwing to the tight ends a lot. Yep. 30% is going mm-hmm. to the tight ends, which I believe is the second, oh, third most in the league for target share. Uh, maybe we can start playing Austin Hooper with some confidence. Um, <laughs> I don't know. David Njoku is back, so maybe it's just a combination yeah. of having multiple tight ends on the field. Eh, I don't know. That 54% to wide receivers has to be OBJ and Landry just and like nobody else. Yes, exactly. Nobody else. Uh, let me find this last week's game. Just, just to give it a look-see here. Uh, Landry and Beckham had nine targets apiece, and Austin Hooper had ten targets. After that, it was four, three, one, one, one. So there you go. Exactly. Austin Hooper finally had a ten-target game. Only caught five of those passes, so I don't know if it was him dropping it or Mayfield maybe not being on target. But he is looking Austin Hooper's way, so yep. maybe he's a guy you can start putting in your lineup again. I know I took sure. him as a Absolutely. second tight end in a couple of spots because he just kept falling in drafts. So maybe he's somebody that'll uh, carry you for a few weeks, and then. Nothing really surprising out of Baltimore, Minnesota. Baltimore has Mark Andrews, so the tight end percentage is higher. Minnesota yes. has Adam Thielen, so the 26.6 targets per game they have, like half of them are going to Adam Thielen, <laughs> which is basically <laughs> what I was saying at the beginning of the year. Uh, half of them, and if he catches half of them, he's going to have Hold a good on. year. I'm going to figure this out. Okay, quick. all right. They have 26.6 targets per game. Yes. All right, let me find Adam Thielen real quick. It's going to take me a second. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and find him real quick, too. Where Oh, they were on the Sunday night game, weren't they? So, box score, Adam Thielen. Uh, let's see, 2020 yeah, stats. He has 44 ta- uh, targets on the year. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I don't see the targets. I'm just seeing receptions. So, 44 targets on the year. Divide that by five, would you? Uh, that is uh, like eight and a half. So, eight and a eight half and per a- game. Uh, for Adam Thielen out of uh, 26, so about a third a third of the targets total, but wide receivers is probably... Right. Um, it's going to be a much higher than that. Much higher than that. So yeah. obviously nothing big there. Um, uh, so there you have it, target share. Uh, there's a few, few surprising uh, spots in there, uh, you know, like the Cleveland Browns tight ends. Um, so... Take that yep. information what you will. I will put that chart um, as a link in our show notes if you want to take a look at that and dig a little deeper. Um, let's 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 just go to uh, week six and see what we've got here real quick. Uh, we got Baltimore and Philadelphia. I am not looking forward to that one. Mark Andrews is probably going to feast. Um, He's going to destroy you guys. It's going to be crazy bad. We finally get Denver and New England, so I'm assuming Cam is going to be back. Yes. Um, We won't know 100% how well he's going to do after coming down with the COVID. Um, (laughs) He's probably by far the biggest name to have tested positive for it. 
So that'll be yeah. something to keep an eye on. Cleveland and Pittsburgh, uh, the 4-0 Steelers for the first time in like 41 years. And then the 4-1 Cleveland Browns. This could be a very good game. Pittsburgh, a good run defense, even though they let Miles Sanders go wild in this last game, or at least for mm-hmm. a play or two. For um, one play. Yeah, yeah one play. <laughs> uh, but And it's Cleveland without Nick Chubb. So it may not be as close as we think it is because Baker Mayfield still isn't exactly impressing yeah. me. Um, so here's the deal. All right. Here's what I'm doing then. Okay. With Cleveland, I'm obviously you're starting Hunt because you have to. Yep. But like, if I have wide receivers, I'm starting wide receivers because they're not going to be they're not going to be able to run with Hunt. It's not going to happen. And uh, Dearness Johnson, mm. not a, not a chance, <laughs> not even close to a chance. But watch, this will be the week that he actually goes off and they they fool us all. But uh, yeah, I I would not. I would almost even not want to start Hunt if I had another option. Yeah. Because it, although he's getting all of basically every rant run and they run the ball a lot, I still I, it was one run <laughs> by Miles Sanders. Right. One. Everything else was for a gain of one or less. Yeah. So it's not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, then we have got oh, of course it uh, redid. <laughs> order in which I was reading these off of. We have um, Houston versus Tennessee, so a upswing Texans team versus an undefeated Titans team. And, of course, we will be watching very closely to see if Tennessee has any more positive tests and what that <laughs> might mean for the league. Uh, but I am looking forward to seeing what the Texans have to offer with the new coaching staff, Romeo Cornell taking over, probably yeah. not calling the plays since he's a defensive-minded coach. He's probably handed that off to somebody else then we have uh the Bengals and colts again these both of these quarterbacks have been just kind of jekyll and hides this season joe burrell has passed for a lot of yards but then he made a lot of mistakes you know this last week and philip rivers is philip rivers we have said <laughs> it a number of times he can get you a bunch of fantasy points but he can also just completely lose the game for you as a football team <laughs> And a couple of teams that not too long ago were powerhouses in this league, the Falcons and the Vikings, with Mm. a combined one win between the two of them, Mm. face off this coming Sunday. It could be an offensive showcase. Uh, Alexander Madison probably will have a more featured role. Yeah, that's the guy you're looking at right there. Uh, Excuse me. We will see this week if the Falcons can do what the Texans did after firing their coach. Maybe they come out slinging. Maybe Julio Jones is back, and they've got a little. Say, is Julio going to play? Because that's what's going to matter. If Julio plays, maybe. But if they if he doesn't play, Matt Ryan is garbage without him. Garbage. You yeah. got to have Julio. Thank goodness the one league I have Matt Ryan in, I also have Aaron Rodgers, so I can put Aaron Rodgers back <laughs> in my lineup. Uh, the feature game of the week, Washington football team versus the New York Giants. Um, oh, my gosh. What a <laughs> crap show I'll tell you what, though. Be. Get your Devonta Freemans in there. Yes, Get him in your lineup this week. I, I am 100% on Devonta Freeman this week because Washington is not good. If Kyle Allen is their quarterback, they're not going to score points. Even with Alex Smith as their Alex quarterback, Smith's they're not probably gonna not going to score points. points. not good enough. Just not good enough. So Devonta Freeman should have plenty of touches in this one. 
Uh-huh. You already talked about Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and we got Chicago and Carolina. Very interesting game there. Can Mike Davis show the Bears just what they missed out on last year? He will. The Panthers <laughs> are going to win this game. I don't. I, there's no way the Bears are going to keep winning games. They're not good enough. No, they're not. But they're. But they're. They keep winning. But I just don't. I can't. At some point, they have to start losing like they're supposed to because they're not a good team. They're really not a good team. Nick Foles, good enough quarterback to give you some success. I love but I my don't boy think Nick a, Foles, but. It just does not look like it's in the mm-hmm. cards for the Bears. And I said it, and I'll say it again. If he leads the Bears to a playoff berth, I will buy a Nick Foles Bears jersey, and I will wear it, it, it on it's air. It's possible. It's possible that happens. It is. It really is. But I I just can't imagine they're going to keep winning. At some point, <laughs> the Bears are going to start being the Bears again. Right. And there's nothing popping out at you either on this no, team. No, not really. Nothing sitting there like, well, wow, they are really good at this. But they're not. They're just very average or maybe even above average in some places. But they're very average, and most of that isn't going to get you the playoffs. Average means you're 8-8. Eight and eight. But right now, they're better than that right. as far as the record goes. So at some point, it's going to start declining for the Bears. And I have to imagine that the Panthers are going to win this game. I would think so. If I had to put money on it, that's where I'd go. Um, I would, too. Keep putting Robbie Anderson in your lineup. That's all I Oh, yeah, say. 100%. 100%. Uh, we got Detroit and Jacksonville, a couple of one-win teams. Detroit coming off a bye. A real buy, not a um, unplanned buy. So, <laughs> how many real buys are we going to have this year? It seems uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, uh, but that could be a, a very good game for Detroit going against Jacksonville. We'll see yeah. which running back comes out on top there. I'm not putting any of them in my DFS lineups because I never know which one it's going to be. Yep. Uh, fire up your Miami Dolphins because who are they oh, playing boy. this week? The, the New, New York, York Jets. Jets. This is, I, I'll take this one. The Dolphins <laughs> are going to crush us. They're going to destroy us. If you're in a DF, or if you're in a uh, IDP league, you want to start all your New York Jets cornerbacks because they're going to give you points. This is going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick show. It it's going to be crazy how many times they throw the ball and are successful. With doing that, uh, I think Gaskins is going to have a good day too. I was just so going to say, I, I, honestly, just start everybody. Yeah, start, start everybody, everybody on the Dolphins. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, yep. Mike Kosicki, Miles yep. Gaskins. Yeah, get them in there. Um, and start Crowder. That's it. Every, and nobody else on the <laughs> there Jets. There you go. That's You're all starting. you need. Uh, and also <laughs> off a real buy, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. So that could be a fun game. I'm looking to watch. forward to this game because yes. I don't know if Seth's still watching us on on the Twitch, but uh, I, <laughs> I, he he hates Tom Brady so much, even yes. more than me. I feel I like. think he does. And and it's that's pretty weird. crazy. <laughs> but I think I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game, and he's going to absolutely destroy me for saying yeah. that. You're but I really think now. the Buccaneers. <laughs> you, you, Tom Brady will not lose two games in a row. It's mm. not going to happen. He's going to. Tom Brady is better than he thinks. Seth thinks he's garbage, and I think Tom Brady's going to win against the well, Packers. Well, I mean, the Packers are going to lose at some point too. It looks like they're he's starting to get dementia and not remember things. <laughs> if that happens, they'll <laughs> lose. If he ends up not being able to know what down they're on every single time he goes out there, they're going to lose. But I'm going to put that out totally on the Thursday night game. All right. That's all Thursday night stuff. There you go. Uh, then we've got the Sunday night game, Rams and 49ers, which 
I think <sighs> these teams are closer to even than their records uh, appear to be because yeah. Rams are four and one. The Niners are two and three. We, we both said, you know, the Niners weren't going to be as good, but I don't right. think the Rams are as actually good as their record indicates either. Um, there could be a lot. If they of show me what they showed me this game. last week, if they show me what they showed me this last week, I think the Rams are going to be fine. Okay, I think they could win this game for sure. And the Rams are starting to turn into that team, even though Daryl Henderson got two touchdowns this last week. He didn't mm-hmm. have a ton of touches, and right. Cam Akers came back and got nine carries. So yep. they might turn into the next um, New England Patriots, Detroit Lions backfields, where it's going to be a three-headed monster, and you just don't know who is going to be it every week. Although it looks like Daryl Henderson is the guy they're going to give down by the goal line. So maybe mm-hmm. if you're going to pick one, mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson is still the guy. Um, then we got a test. Buffalo yep. Bills just got crushed by the Tennessee yep. Titans tonight, and now they're going to go up against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming off their first loss of the season, too. So two four and one teams. Can I just say something? Maybe if the Bills lose this. If the Bills lose this game, the Dolphins are catching up. To oh ya. no, we <laughs> can't have that. Um, but this is going to be a test to see if the Bills' offense can keep up with the Chiefs' offense. Right. Maybe take a long look at that Raiders offensive game plan and see what worked for them because Mm -hmm. Josh Allen definitely has the ability this year to go head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes and score a bunch of points. So that's that's the other Monday night game because of the Tuesday night game for the Bills this week. They had to move the Kansas City-Buffalo game to Monday night. So we get an extra double dip again. Uh, And then the Monday night game, which could have been a shootout, still, I guess, could be. (laughs) But the first game fully without Dak Prescott, the Cowboys versus the Cardinals, I think there's still going to be a lot of scoring in that game. It really depends on what Andy Dalton we get. Do we get the Andy Dalton that scores 35 points in fantasy football, or do we get the Andy Dalton that gives you negative (laughs) 1.2 points? I will never forget that day. He has done that before. Never forget that day. People are going to think that you're exaggerating, but no, really. He has ended days with (laughs) negative points before, throwing four interceptions like 60 yards and a fumble. Like, what? Why? Why did I have to do this? And it was in a deep league, a 16-team league. Mm -hmm. Probably your other quarterback was on a bye, so you had to put him in, and it just happened to get you negative points. You would have rather just not played a quarterback. (laughs) All right. Well, we made it through. We actually came in under time compared to last week's, and we added a wow. segment in the middle between all the games we talked about. So uh, apparently we're uh, we're getting better at this thing. Uh, <laughs> but that is going to wrap it up for us this week. I appreciate everybody out there uh, watching on Twitch, listening in podcast land. Uh, don't forget to uh, check us out next week. Um, is there anything you'd like to add about uh, these games coming up this week? No, nah, so. we covered everything good. We're good. All right. My brain is fried. It was a long day at work. We just <laughs> talked about a lot of stats, and uh, I'm starting to oh, see yeah. things, uh, what's going on. Uh, just, you're changing colors on the screen in front of me. Uh, I think it's time. Are you sure you're, you didn't take <laughs> some kind of weird drug or something? Um, I, it's possible. I mean, somebody could have slipped something into my food tonight. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we are way off the rails. So, again, I appreciate everybody out there. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. 
fantasyfuelpodcast.com. And uh, we will see you next week. Don't forget to stay fueled up through hopefully no more unscheduled bye weeks. Ooh.